Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Bacardi 1.75 liters, just $18.99. And don't forget about Bud Light 24-pack 12-ounce cans, only $22.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. Every day, more sports fans are finding Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3. You can listen to the latest local sports right here. And now, you can share your thoughts with us 24-7. Just text 316-247-0923. Want to share your thoughts with the Shane Dennis Show or the Pulse with me, Pat Stropman? Put the new text line in your phone right now. 316-247-0923. Time for some uh, headlines and Twitter, too. Chiefs free agency blew out Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. At ESPN Wichita is where you can find a Twitter question every day. Every weekday, anywho. Uh, today's has to do with, and it's a decent segue, I guess, into headlines. It has to do with uh, Major League Baseball rules, since pitchers and catchers have reported. Uh, what new-ish Major League rule, potential or already in place, bugs you the most? Pitch clock, electronic strike zone, runner at second in extras, so that runner on second base starting in the 10th inning, you know what I mean. Or the shift band, B-A-N-N-E-D. Which one bugs you the most? 61.3% say runner at second base and extra innings bugs them the most. The shift being banned, 17.7%. Electronic strike zone, 14.5%. Pitch clock, 6.5%. If I could have voted, I would have said the shift being banned. Simply because as long as everybody's in fair territory, like the rules say, you can stand wherever the hell you feel like it. Especially if the scouting report says this is where they're going to hit it. I don't understand that. That's the one above all of those, for me, that makes the least amount of sense. Like they can legislate, basically, where... The defensive guys can play, can stand. I don't get that. I can't believe that was actually enforced. But here we are, and what do I know? 
All right, so at ESPN Wichita, please go there, vote and retweet, and be merry. Headlines now. As uh, the Super Bowl is wrapped, of course, spring training kicked off on Monday with pitchers and catchers reporting at their various locales. Ramping up to opening day, March 30th. In a look back at what happened in the offseason, and I think I mentioned this once before during the headlines weeks ago, but teams spent $3.7 billion on free agents, four of whom got $200 million deals or better. Aaron Judge, 360. Trey Turner, 300. Xander Bogarts, 280. And eventually, Carlos Correa, 200. And the uh, speaking of the ghost runner, or the uh, extra innings runner at second base, um, the rule was made permanent on Monday. And the reason for the rule is at least understandable. It is designed for games not to last forever. There were more than five times as many 13-inning games in 2019 as there have been in three seasons since the rule was added. So, in other words, back in 2019, without the old ghost runner, the guy at second, whatever you want to call him, 13-inning games occurred... 37 times. The last three seasons, there have been seven of those. So, if the aim was to shorten games once they got to the 10th inning, then mission accomplished for sure, to the tune of five times fewer 13-inning games. For the first time since interleague play began, all 30 teams will play each other at least once this season. As a result, teams will play 52 division games instead of 76 and 46 interleague games instead of 20. Four major changes will debut in spring training, all aiming to either increase action or speed up play. Defenses, as we mentioned in the Twitter, must have a minimum of four players on the infield dirt with at least two on either side of second base to hopefully, according to baseball, increase the batting average on balls put in play. A 30-second timer between batters and 15 to 20 seconds in between pitches, depending on whether the bases are empty or not. Alex Cora, Red Sox manager, said they'll use a horn at spring training to remind pitchers of the clock. Another one that I'm iffy on at best is pitchers may only attempt two pickoffs per at-bat when there's a runner on first, which in turn should lead to or could, I don't know should is the right word, could increase stolen base attempts. And also, I'm sure you've seen on Twitter by now, 
15-inch bases have been replaced with 18-inch bases, who, according to Alex Kors, said they look like a pizza box. <laughs> uh, bigger bases mean shorter base paths, so maybe, just maybe, more infield singles and successful steals. I'm old. You're young, Jack. Jack, how do you feel about these rules changes? Because you're as much of a baseball guy as anybody around. How are we feeling about those rules changes? Well, I've been having steam come out of my ears that you said you like the shift. Oh, Shane, I hate the what? shift. Uh, listen. <laughs> Lin- Linda, Linda, listen. You you heard my rationale. How could you not appreciate that? I, I can understand your side, but, man, i got to tell you, I, I have hated the shift since – I really started hating the shift like in 2000 and I want to say 17. I remember 17. It wasn't as bad. 2021 because it, it kept screwing Ryan awful. O'Hearn. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it would it would screw over just every left-handed hitter in the game that was a big-time power hitter. And listen, I get it. Right, if you are somebody that sits there and goes, well, it gives you an advantage. <laughs> like you can't you can't handicap a team that's just trying to play to the percentages here, right? You, right. Right. Uh, they hit the ball to the right side. Might as well put three or four guys on the right side. But I think it was the the overdoing it, like putting an extra outfielder in right field, a, a shortstop in shallow right, the second baseman at second base, the third baseman on the second base side of second base. Like, to do that much, and I get it, right? You could bunt it the other way, but still, I don't think bunting a 95-mile-an-hour no, on no, your knuckles no. is going to be that effective. But also, no. I'm not going to be that guy, no. You have no. a power hitter that's then bunting. Who the hell wants to see that? I think for the game itself, I've always enjoyed the the aspect of, you know, it's a everybody's playing straight up. You know, you're going to have more hits. I like to see more offense. And I also just hate seeing a player like, a hell, in Kansas City, a Vinny Pasquantino, who could hit a ball 115 miles an hour sharply on the ground, and it's right up the middle, <laughs> and there's a third baseman standing right there. But at the same time, I've been very happy when the Royals have had a great shift, and it works to perfection. I just like to having the straight up. Maybe it's because I liked watching baseball more so in 2013, 14, and 15 when it was kind of there, but not really. You'd have maybe a guy shaded over a little bit, shortstop more toward the bag, or you'd have a third baseman pulled over a little bit more like that. I'm okay with. I'm not okay with six infielders and outfielders on the right side of second base, and then you have a big pop-up or that, or you know, you're having a guy bunt the other way. But that... That's a that's we've already talked about shifts before. The the ones you brought up are the rule changes, the extra inning rule. I hate it. I I really hate it because it gives an advantage, an automatic advantage to the road team. And as we just pointed out with bunting, I hate bunting, and I hate that the first thing teams want to do is bunt the guy over to third base, and then you just have an easy sack fly. If you want to make it a little bit of a faster paced game, you want to speed it up. Put the runner at first. I think that's fair because it's like a leadoff walk. It doesn't put the the home team at a severe disadvantage because you get a double play. There's still a force out at second. I'm okay with that. The runner at second base, like, why are we in such a rush? I get it. Baseball's a long game, but it's not like every single night we're having 17, 18 inning games. Like, those games are usually decided in the 11th, 12th, at max 13th inning. And if you aren't entertained by extra inning baseball, I don't know what to tell you. Go watch something else because us baseball people like watching extra baseball. I get it for media. You don't want to be standing around in the game for, for four or five hours at a time. But, you know, I'm just one of those people that goes, why tarnish the game in that way? There's no rush. There, there's no need to hurry it up and get the game over in the 10th inning. And especially to be, clear, when- to be clear, I could do without the runner at second starting in the 10th inning, but I'm not going to 
cry about it. But like if, if it's the way it's going to go about it, again, I'm, I'll get used to it. But I never had a problem with extra innings, man. Like I, I love extra inning baseball. It's entertaining now when it's one to one and you're in the fifteenth inning. Yeah, it gets a little bit stale, gets a little bit boring, but that is such a small percentage of what happens. Those games are usually decided an inning or two later because your bullpen's burned out. And it's a part of the game. It's a part of the season, right? You have to learn how to, to work with managing your bullpen, working with your rotation, working with pinch hitters, and so on and so forth. Now, maybe that sounds contradictory because I just said, hey, take away the advantage of a shift. I don't know. I just think that with the extra inning rule, there's no need to speed up baseball. You're not going to speed it up enough for people really, really notice it. I think the pitch clock is fine. But to speed up extra innings and cost teams wins and losses by giving an advantage to the visiting team, it's dumb to me. It's really, really stupid. And I Those think- guys at second base in, the, in extra innings – don't you get the feeling that they kind of lose their minds a little bit? Yeah. Like, they'll run into outs and do stupid crap that they wouldn't do in the fifth inning that they do in the tenth, but they think, man, I got a score. Uh, I'm surprised. Not surprised, but I'm a little um, impressed that there have only been seven 13-plus inning games since they put the guy at second base simply because he's generally doing some pretty risky stuff trying to score just because he's out there with nobody out as opposed to some of the uh, safer stuff that he would do in the fifth inning. Yeah, I think that you have some guys that come off the bench ice cold and they're thinking, man, it's runner at second base. You know, there's a lot of attention on me. There's going to be a bunt laid down. i got to be aggressive getting to third because you want to always get to third with less than two outs. It just, I don't know, it tarnishes the game a little bit for me. The one rule I am happy about is the bigger bases because if there's one thing that just – angers me to no end, Shane, and maybe it's because the Royals are a team that steals a lot. I hate it when somebody goes into a bag, they beat the throw by a mile, and they pop up for a half second, yep. and the tag's on when they're out. Like, no other base, well, I guess it could be third. Anytime it's not a force out, if you beat the throw, you beat the throw, you're safe. And I, I don't really think instant replay was used. should be used for that. No. Now, if you slide over the bag... <laughs> three feet past the bag, then you're right. out, right? You yeah. you completely misjudge that. But if you beat the throw by a mile and your momentum takes you a half an inch off the bag, you shouldn't be out. And I hope, I'm hope i hoping with the bigger bases, that gives guys a better chance to grab onto the bag as they're sliding in head first or feet first. You know, they kind of have that grapple mm-hmm. with their left hand or right hand, yep. depending on where they're sliding. Like I'm hoping that is the case, that there's just more to grab onto, because that has always been a problem to me. And I, I think maybe it's because in Kansas City, the Royals steal a lot of bags and when they are stealing a lot of bags they've been gypped out of a couple of them when they beat the throw by a mile they pop up for a second I think Whit Merrifield I swear to God had like three or four plays like that last year where he beat the throw and you're going man that's easy then there was some review and you saw that his cleat came a half millimeter off the bag and he's out like it just and the dude keeps his glove on him yeah. the whole time just and probably pushing him a little bit too yeah maybe So I think baseball has done a good job of of trying in in their best way to speed up the game. I like the pitch clock. I like the bigger bags. But about the shift and the extra inning rule, like just listen to what the fans want here. I don't think any fan really enjoyed, unless you're just an average baseball fan. And if you're an average baseball fan, then fine. If you're you're bored after the 10th inning, turn it off. You don't need to watch it anymore. Like yeah. If you're that bored by it, go home. It, you are completely up to that. But I think it decides too many wins and losses. And it decides them a little bit unfairly. Because we've always known this since the COVID year. That when the visiting team has a runner at second base, they get the advantage. Because they can save their closer, right? And you don't want to burn your closers. The home team, maybe you want to in the top of the ninth. But 
yeah, that guy scores and you're already going down in the bottom of the 10th, down by one. You get the same thing with the runner at second. It's just a diff- different philosophy, though. And also at the same time, when the visiting team doesn't score, the game's already over in the 10th, right? You're, that team's just yeah. always going to score unless you have a lights-out closer on the mound or a lights-out setup guy. There's just no need to speed it up. And then the last thing on the shift is just I would like to see baseball get back to more of an offensive approach. You probably don't agree with me because you being a pitcher, Shane, but I like seeing guys be rewarded for hitting the ball hard and where guys shouldn't be than smoking the ball 112, 114 miles an hour to a third baseman that's in shallow center field. I you know, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. You know what I'll never get used to is when a, a hitter, Charlie Brown's the pitcher, you know, pretty much undresses yeah. him. <laughs> and boom, there's a guy behind second yep. base to catch it on one hop, and that turns into an out. That should never be an out. When you smoke one past the pitcher's ear, that shouldn't be an out, and I'll never get used to that. It's agonizing to watch it on TV, too, because you don't know where they're always playing. Yeah. Sometimes they give you a good look and say, oh, this is where they got him played. But you go, hell yeah, it's a hit. And then there's the guy right there. There's a guy. Or right there's one the guy on the, on the left side of second base, and it's hit right to him. And you're just going, man, that's, that, that's bad for baseball. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on, other headlines. Um, now that the NFL season is over and Greg Olson's stellar season as an analyst is over and getting rave reviews for his Super Bowl performance, he's probably going to get a $7 million pay cut. And the reason is when Tom Brady joins the broadcast booth for Fox in 2024, Olsen could see his salary go from $10 million annually as a number one to $3 million annually as the number two, according to the New York Post. Brady is set to earn $37.5 million annually in his role with Fox, more than double what any other analyst makes. I'm sure you've heard this already, but it bears repeating. Over the course of his 10-year deal with Fox, Brady will make more money than he did playing 23 years in the NFL. $375 million versus $333. The second highest paid analyst is a tie between two guys, Tony Romo and Troy Aikman. They both make $18 million. Chris Collinsworth makes $12 million. Olsen and Kirk Herbstreet each make $10 million. Now, as far as Olsen is concerned, being demoted, which he probably will, He does have an opt-out clause in his contract, which would allow him to take a job elsewhere if he's demoted at Fox and offered a lead analyst position at another network. So for as weirdly put together his contract was that states that he get $10 million as the number one analyst and $3 million as the number two, at least there is an opt-out in there if he is demoted and offered the lead anal- a lead analyst at another network. So stay tuned on that. Patrick Mahomes, talk about to the victor belong the spoils, he has now joined Tim Duncan and Bobby Orr as the only players in the Big Four with multiple championships, league MVPs, and playoff MVPs in their first six seasons. Tim Duncan, championships in 99 and 03, 
two-time MVP, two-time finals MVP. Bobby Orr, three times an MVP in his first six seasons in the NHL. Two championships, two playoff MVPs as well. So Mahomes, Duncan, and Orr, good bar bet for you. Only players in the Big Four with multiple championships, league MVPs, and playoff MVPs in their first six seasons. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, both Eagles coordinators leaving to become head coaches with the Colts hiring Shane Steichen, the OC, and the Cardinals hiring Jonathan Gannon, the D.C. A little bit of old news, but uh, you streamers may appreciate this. Season 3 of Ted Lasso will premiere on March 15th, exactly one month from today. And news from the NBA, Drew Holiday scored 40 points in the Bucks 131-125 victory over the Celtics. That was the 137th 40-point game this season, tying the NBA record for most in a season. And they haven't even played the All-Star game yet. There have been 117 days this season with at least one NBA game, and all 117, the days, have had at least one player score 30 or more points. There were five games on Tuesday and seven 30-point performances. All right, when we come back, wham, what a moment. A walk down memory lane in the world of sports. Jack plays some fun audio, and we all get to reminisce and tell each other where we were when we saw or heard. What a moment. That's coming up next, 124. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022, Case IH equipment from Equip. Axial flow combines and headers, early riser planters, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit Can Equip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. Can Equip, Can Equip you. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cash back on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cash back is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Did you know you could be driving in a pile of cash, like right now? 
Bumper makes it easy to know what your car is worth. The used car market is hot right now. Bumper.com can be your opportunity to make some bank. Bumper.com lets you know what your car is worth based on your car's specific details. So whether you're selling or just want to know, Bumper makes it easy. Know what your car is worth. Just go to Bumper.com. For buying and beyond, Bumper.com. Bumper reports are based upon data available. Bumper may not have the complete historical records of every vehicle. This is for the men who never settle, the ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie, the type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. We're almost to the finish line. The Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference basketball season is almost over, and teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Stropman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the road to Hartman Arena. Our final doubleheader takes place Wednesday, February 15th in Wichita as friends host York. The coverage begins at 6 on Wichita's sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Are you a fan of Twin Peaks? What a silly question. Of course you are. Sign up for their e-club, stay up to date on all things Twin Peaks, and score free stuff. Go to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club to get started today. And here, about an hour and a half, happy hour, East, 21st Rock, West, Ridge, and Taft, whatever your preference. They have everything from tequila cocktails and extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls. Local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu. Second to none. Don't forget about those 29-degree man-size drafts. Twin Peaks, never settle. All right, time now for, speaking of Twin Peaks and uh, beverages served over ice balls, after the uh, Chiefs defeated the Eagles, Jack, at the Super Bowl party I was at, Old fashions for everyone. Ooh, man. Impressed? Oh, very. Very. With us just and, sitting there. And over ice balls, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Can't get much yeah, better fe- than that. That's a. Felt like going out and buying a cigar. Ooh, I was going to say, was there any but stogies for you? No stogies. No. No. It was an indoor party, and I don't think anybody would be allowed to do that uh, in the basement, even with the Chiefs winning. But old fashioned over an ice ball. And celebrating the Chiefs' victory. All right, uh, it's one twenty-nine. Time now for what a moment! Uh, it's a segment that Jack created. So kudos to Jack of sports throughout history and how they sounded or how they uh, came across on TV. Obviously, not an audio uh, medium being radio, but this is uh, these are some sports and mostly the Big Four and how they sounded when. Uh, they were delivered across the air, and Jack will take us the rest of the way. What do we got, Jack? First things first, we got one from college football. Fourth and five, the national championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. That was the late, great Keith Jackson calling... Vince Young sprinting to the pylon in the Texas-USC National Championship game. That's what I'm going with. 
Is there a better college football national championship game than that one? No. I mean, and I didn't care about either team necessarily, but I could watch that game on repeat if they had. Do they still have, um, what was that ESPN, uh, ESPN Classic? They don't even still have that. No, they don't have it. That was a great, great channel. That was a great channel, yeah. But, yes, to answer your question, the best national championship game, and I would watch it any time it were on if it were ever still on. Yes. I hate to say it, but I kind of miss the days when USC and even at times, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Texas were really good. Was good. Yeah. Because I think even at teams, because if they're really good, you hate them. You know, you hate them even more. Texas is good. They're just not as good as they once were with Vince Young. Kind of the same thing with USC. They were there, but USC was also beaten up this past year on a bad Pac-12. Back then, it was not a very bad Pac-12. So right. I think one day we can get somebody other than Georgia, Alabama, you know, some I guess TCU was a surprise team this year, but yeah. for the most part, the same damn teams over and over and over again. Well, as good as that USC Texas game was, there was one not too long, I believe, after that. Yeah, it was after that. I'm pretty sure when Texas was playing Alabama and Colt McCoy got hurt. Yep, you remember that and one? It was, and uh, they just got drummed after he left who? because their backup quarterback wasn't. Up to snuff. Who was the guy? He started for Dallas last year a game. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Garrett Gilbert. That's Garrett who came Gilbert. in. Yep. Yeah. Gilbert came mm-hmm. in and faced and Alabama. He was didn't so, play so overmatched. Yeah. I thought he didn't play that bad. bad. For him. What was the final? I then got away from him, but I thought early on at least it wasn't. I thought I remember there was a, a brief point in the game where I'm like, oh, wow, this would be kind of incredible if Garrett Gilbert came in and won the game. But And maybe I'm misremembering. No, I think Alabama pulled him out played? in the end. Okay. Yeah. All right, next. Number two is from Major League Baseball. Joe has had his moments. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them Yeah, that'll make uh, people around here happy with uh, college baseball kicking off this weekend. Wichita State's very own Joe Carter taking Mitch Williams deep in the 1993 World Series. Game 6, 1993. 1993, there you go. You know, I got to say, and I don't like Toronto at all, but that is an A-grade call. That was pretty good. Never hit a bigger home run in your life, and it's true unless it was Game 7. (laughs) <laughs> Joe Carter hit a walk-up what game are, seven. What are the odds? What are the yeah. odds Joe Carter did it again? But, yeah, that's uh, that's knowing the moment. There's very few times that I think an announcer can take over a call like that. Did you notice um, from all the dozens and dozens of times that we've all seen Major League, Joe Carter's uh, featured in that. You know, at the very beginning when they have that montage of how sucky the Indians are in the, in the yeah. newspapers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember the picture of Joe Carter? Yeah, I, I do. I think he broke his bat. I think that's why yeah. the, the picture is in the whatever, the plane dealer or whatever newspaper it is. But, yeah, Joe uh, languished in Cleveland for a while before being reborn in Toronto. Maybe San Diego, too, beyond that. But, yeah. Wichita State's own Joe Carter. Touch them all, Joe. All right, next. Number three is from the NFL. 
Picked up. Look out. Gets past Manning. And it's Tracy Porter taking it all the way. Touchdown, New Orleans. Super Bowl against Peyton Manning, right? Tracy Porter pick off Peyton Manning there? Super right? Bowl 44, Tracy Porter pick six to seal the game against the Colts. That in was the also the onside kick game. Yes, it was. Yeah. In Tracy Porter had a bad fall off after that. He's like in trouble with the law. I think he's, I want to say he's in prison. Whoa. I would need the double check that. make me look that. it up now. Yeah. Tracy Porter in I, prison, huh? I Something. Something bad happened with Tracy Porter because he did you not. You sure you're not thinking of Jamie Sharper? I don't think so. I thought he's something. In jail. I could be completely wrong here, which I feel not feel, would feel really bad if I said Tracy that. Tracy Porter, uh, his Wikipedia page, leads off with his uh, game ceiling interception. Okay. Professional years. I swear I thought he. Bears, Redskins, Raiders, Broncos, after the Saints, apparently. Jeez, well traveled. Ah, yes. He was arrested on battery and drug charges. 2017. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yep. After he was released by the Bears. Yep. Possession of a firearm and controlled dangerous substances, possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of marijuana, and battery of a dating partner. Can't do that? No. Guess not. Okay. Did so in uh, New Orleans. Good remembrance of Tracy Porter. I thought so. Now I don't feel as bad. <laughs> I was like, that would be terrible. I was like, I think you Tracy were putting Porter's him in jail. Prison. You were yeah, putting Tracy him in jail in there for about some 10 seconds. Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I think he's in jail. <laughs> Uh, number four here is from the NBA. Clock is off. Portland has a timeout. Lillard, a chance to send the Thunder home. Lillard, long range three. And it's good! At the buzzer! Damian Lillard! <laughs> was that Brian Anderson that just lost his mind? I think it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to say that was a pretty great call, but it, he kept kept yelling at the end. Um, beyond the obvious, which BA just told us all, why'd you play that one? Was he at the logo or something like that? He was. Yeah. A, a step back, by the way, at the logo. Jeez. Paul George, uh, you know, he's had his fair share of criticism. The fact that he actually did read the step back decently well, I, I don't think anybody envisioned him just dribbling the ball out and then Stepping back beyond the yeah. the logo, and then draining that in a tie game too. Like he could have easily tried to drive, and Damian Lillard is a great driver. Uh-huh. Just decided I can go with the most hero ball shot of all time, and if I miss, I will be so criticized for the rest eh. of this series. I think it he would have. It yeah. would have gone into overtime. I mean, yeah, if they but were behind and he seconds. did that and missed it. Twelve seconds, know. and you're a great driver. You great at getting to the rim, and you settle for a thirty-five footer. <laughs> Bottoms. Yeah, no, just bottoms. <laughs> drilled it. But that was, uh, I believe, Eastern Conference. It was the first round of the Eastern Conference in the playoffs. Uh, Thunder Trailblazers. It was game five in 2019. I felt like he did that a fair amount in that series. Am he I did. Wrong? He, Shooting from there. He was ridiculous in that series. Yeah. Yeah. I always, always forget, too, that Paul George was on the Thunder for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And it was really Thunder, good, too. I just don't know why I forgot that. The Thunder had... How many Hall of Famers go through Oklahoma City? A lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot, a lot. And lastly, number five, you'll have no trouble getting this one. It's from Major League Baseball. His first of the postseason. 
Christian Colon, huh? Was, uh, was, um, trying to think of who it was off of. That wasn't, uh, Addison Reed, it was it? It was, former White Sox, ah, Addison Reed. Yeah. You know when I knew that game was over? That was, that was in New York, right? Yeah. Game five. You know what I, when I knew it was over? It's when Bartolo Colon came into that game. <laughs> and got just I'm like, are you, are you guys trying? I know it's extras and you're probably a little short on arms, but here's a one-trick pony. And it's not even a slider. It's just a 88-mile-an-hour sinker. I seriously, at the time, I was like, "This game's over. They're gonna, they're gonna score multiple runs off this guy." What's really fascinating about all of this is that I think if I went back, Cologne hadn't had an at bat in like yeah. four weeks. Yep, <laughs> like not even what didn't even put him in the game in the blowout against Toronto. I don't think, or maybe he did get into the game. He just was a defensive replacement. Yeah, I don't think he got to bat. No, because Cologne is two for two in his career with game tying or go ahead RBIs in his postseason career. Yes. Has the one in the wild card against Oakland. But, yeah, sat on a 1-2 slider and yeah. roped it into left. And if the Royals didn't pile on four more runs in that inning, we would definitely have a statue of Christian Colon somewhere. <laughs> and he stayed Robbed. on that breaking ball. That breaking ball was kind of a hanger, but he was he was sitting on it. He I, was all over that thing. I think what's probably sickening to Mets fans, because we've had our fair share of games with bad Royals teams where they can't put away a, a subpar hitter. But he's flailing at stuff. Like, to start the at-bat, he's flailing <laughs> the slider away, and then he just starts fouling everything off. And you're going, good Lord, just put him away. <laughs> well, then he hung it. I mean, at least bury it. But, no, he hung it right out over the middle of the plate. That's what you get. <laughs> and he put roped it, it into left. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. What a moment. It is now 140, and it's time for I'm Old Jack Young. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. The 2023 Envision Golf 4 Vision Tournament will be held on Thursday, May 11th at Teradyne Country Club. Come join us and our friends and partners as we help raise money for Envision's programs and services that promote independence and create opportunity for people of all ages who are blind or visually impaired. To sign up or sponsor the event, contact us at 316-440-1532 or visit golfforvision.com. We hope to see you May 11th for a day of golfing for Envision. When it comes to making plans for next year, it's time to think new for 22. Take advantage of the season's best pricing on model year 2022 Case IH equipment from CanEquip. Axial flow combines and headers, early riser planters, and more. Plus five years of an AFS Connect subscription with purchase on select equipment. Visit CanEquip in Wichita and Hutchinson, your Case IH Red Zone sponsor. CanEquip, CanEquip, you. Hi, I'm Capri, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. 
Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-306-8158 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-306-8158. That's 800-306-8158. What do you have to lose? Call 800-306-8158. Again, 800-306-8158. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I said reception. I said reception. 
I was sitting there all by myself. Shut up, Jack. You, you didn't even come down. Come on, Jack. Like, oh, where on. the hell is Kara and Pat? I'm sitting here ready to watch a wedding. Let's go. Uh, I got things to do. Some people come are on, on people. time. Anyway, no, I was way early, but I didn't know exactly where the church was. I'm like, oh, there it is. I, I prefer people to be early than late. Although you wouldn't have known it. You're facing forward when people are going in. Yeah. If they were late, once you got there. Who the hell is this? Chris Brown. Ah, Dang it. Does Chris Brown kind of sound like Drake? No. Chris Brown's more pop. I would, I would, if you had said Neo, I would have been like, okay, a little closer. But Drake, no, not even close. Dang it. Okay. And that's a very popular, that is a very popular song that people use for weddings. Very, very popular. Apparently. Yeah, it's a good jam. Uh, Until you remember that Chris Brown, you know, hit a woman, but, you know. Yeah, Rihanna. Along with Tracy Porter. Didn't I say, didn't, didn't I say Bobby Brown, kind of the same thing, too? Oh, right. Whitney Houston? Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ike Turner. Yikes. Um, they mean to go there. They want to make it dark, but. Prior to your wedding, I don't recall the last one I went to. So I'm not. Maybe that's the reason why I've never heard that song. Yeah, could be. That would make sense. All right. Yeah. But I remember walking into. The room for my buddies. Where in Iowa was that? In Iowa, Dubuque. Dubuque. Okay. Yeah, and like the dance when you come in, you kind of do like the little, like this, and you go this way. I know this is wonderful on radio. <laughs> I'm I'm no, picturing every bit it's of this right now. Yeah, yeah, you're missing it, man. <laughs> you do this, and then a little bit of this, uh, and then this, and then a spin, jump, uh-huh. twirl, this. This is why we need cameras in this so studio. So, what you just did specific only to the Forever song? Yes. That they just dance that way. That, that that's song. how you do it. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yeah, if you watch The Office, you would notice that. And why is that? Now you can tell this. Me. And this song was on, like, the Do Not Playlist, too, right? Did, isn't that what Pam said? Mm-hmm. It was on the Do Not Playlist? It was on Jim and Pam's wedding. They did the same thing. Like, they, yep. they'd already gotten married, and so they were like, ah, they're already going to butcher the wedding anyway with all of our yep. friends being crazy and, and take over everything. So they got married before the wedding, and then they had this wedding. It was basically all a show, and they did this. Entrance to the the forever song. Michael dancing. Scott stood up and he said, "Pam, did you see this? It was on YouTube." And he was so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, okay. you're welcome. It's February fifteenth. Born thirty. Let's see how old does make this guy. Thirty. Russell Martin. There's no way that he's only 30. 40. Four, I was like, there you <laughs> go. former catcher of the Blue Jays. Damn it. Prime Russell Martin. Russell Martin homered <laughs> off Johnny Cueto in the wild card game with Pittsburgh when the Cueto chant started. He was the guy that bombed one off him when Cueto dropped the ball. Do you know where Russell Martin was born? Out of the United States. Wasn't it like Japan? Uh, Canada. It's non-United States. You got that part right. Yeah, he's born in Canada. Born on this day, now dead. Seattle Slough. Not Big Four. There's your hint. You want to know where he's born? I would love that. White Horse Acres Farm in Texas. (laughs) 
driver. Yes, they're going to know this. Oh, my He's a gosh. Horse. He's a horse. <laughs> oh. I can't help but think of Triple Crown Dumb horse. and Dumber. <laughs> it's irrelevant that my I was in Dumb and Dumber. Written, has been written more times since she had No, that's Liar Liar. Oh, Liar Liar. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Is irrelevant. Another Jim Carrey movie. That's what yes. I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah, in your bra. The fact that my client's been written more times in Seattle Slough is irrelevant. Is irrelevant. <laughs> uh, Yarmir Yager, 51. Come on, Jack. Where was he born? The Czech Jack. Republic. Hockey. Yeah. You should know you that beforehand. That. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. Legendary uh, would have been... Would have been Penguin, Penguin. Red, Penguin, right? Yes. yes. Penguin. And eight other teams, but yeah. Right, he played for many teams. Mm-hmm. Dude was a legend. Not your best so far. Although not my best as far as I Yeah, I mean, you threw in a tough one with Seattle though. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he thought it was a person, I'm like, you, no. <laughs> before Liar Liar, you heard of Seattle Slew? No. That was you the, really had That was the first time. Secretariat? Yeah. Which is why. Secretariat, yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Definitely remember those. But okay. no, the Seattle Sioux part, it just occurred to me like now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Triple crown horse. Yep. <laughs> Been ridden a lot. Uh, Melito Perez. Baseball. 57. Very good. 57. Former Yankee. Mark Price. 59. Yeah, it's baseball again. No. No. Basketball. Former Bullet and Magic great Mark Price. Damn, yeah. Come on. Come on. Daryl Green, 63. Football. Yes. Uh, look on the Twitter of the montage of Daryl Green running down all those running backs and wide receivers. Maybe the fastest guy to ever put on a uniform this side of Tyreek Hill. Let's see, he's tackling Eric Dickerson. Yeah, he ran down Tony Dorsett. 1986 Wildcard. Eric Dickerson's not exactly the fastest running back to ever live, but he ran down Tony Dorsett. He was pretty fast. I mean, too. he's in the he's open running by down 10 his, yards. And running down his guys, too. He's passing up his guys oh. on his way to making those tackles. Yeah, pretty cool. Saw that this morning. Oh, is this what it is? Daryl Green's greatest chase downs? Mm-hmm. Ken Anderson is 74. <laughs> Football. Yes, former Bengal quarterback. Gosh, that is impressive. He's fast. He makes fast people look not fast. Easy there, longest yard. Uh, Ron Say, 75. Baseball. Correct. You know his nickname? Say hey, Ron. The penguin. It should be. If it wasn't, it should be now. <laughs> the penguin. <laughs> Why are so many penguin references? I don't know. When when did we have another one? Uh, whoever the hockey guy was played for the penguins. <laughs> oh, you're dumb. Uh, born on the day, now dead. Died last year. John Hadle. Oh, football. Thank you. Would have been 83. Hmm. Former Jayhawk. Four-time AFL All-Star. University of Kansas. College football Hall of Fame quarterback, pro bowler, and won the AFL championship in 1963. John Hadle. Mitch Holtis is kicking ass at the parade right now. 
What's he doing? He's speaking right now. He's pounding his fist on the table. Oh, my God. Is he going Dwight Schrute uh, on everyone? Yeah. Is he drinking beer? Uh, not that I can tell. Eh. Bob moves the wheels of history. What about his call when they when uh, Butker kicked the field goal and beat the Bengals? I liked it. Like us, don't like us. Yeah, the deal with get us. Get used to it. One, something like that. Yeah. yeah got to deal with it. That wasn't bad. It was not bad at all. Choreographed, but not bad. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's Mitch. Him and him and Jim Nance. I like Mitch, but he definitely has those calls. Yeah. Scripted. Written out, which is whatever. Teach your own. If you get an accomplishment, it's one way not it. to screw up a big moment. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I ever did one. I don't think I ever did. I never did because I felt like it would jinx the outcome. Yep. Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, dying on this day. Oh, wow. Vincent Jackson, two years ago. Remember that? Yeah, football. Former Charger. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And Vincent Charger. Jackson. Yep, died at 38. How did he die again? They... Well, I was going to ask you that. I think it was an overdose of something, or he was an alcoholic, or both. You look? Yeah. Google Vincent Jackson. Also dying in 2020 of kidney disease at 57 years of age, Tony Fernandez. Baseball. Yes, former Blue Jay. What's uh, Vincent Jackson's? Reason. Found dead by a housekeeper in a room in a at hotel. Hollywood Suites near Brandon, yep. Florida. Yep. No signs of trauma. On February 17th, the sheriff announced that he may have suffered from chronic alcoholism. There you go. Yep. And finally, weddings. Pat. Hi. In 1958, Vin Scully married Joan Crawford. But not the actress. Oh, wow. I was about to say. Uh, he was 30. She was 20. Greatest broadcaster of all time. Eva. All right. There you go. There's your show. Uh, tomorrow, Jamie Bluma. Tomorrow, Jerome Tang, 7 o'clock. Tonight, York Friends, KCAC doubleheader. All kinds of stuff to look forward to. Stick around because the Pulse and Pat coming your way next.